coming up this week on the Cool Sore Podcast. Okay, the NFL is over. Canadian League is over. How did you stumble upon being an actor? <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was going to do in my life. That's right. What, that's what, that's... Take me back to that moment when your agent called you and said, <laughs> you got the gig. Yo, that's how I felt when I got all the queens. I was like, you know, I did what? <laughs> but I want to I wanna know about that moment. I said in the other video, I said there was, I cussed out every wall in my house because I gave a big old F yeah. I, was like, I did the whole joke. I just jumped up front and said, I said, man, you gotta be kidding me. What? Right. Hell yeah. Presented by Cricket Wireless. I need y'all to make some noise for me. Come on, bring me some energy. Yeah. yeah. It's the energy for me. Yeah. Yes, and we're at the HBCU New York Classic. That's right. Where Morehouse takes on Howard University. So we got, we got HU, we got Morehouse. But today I am with an esteemed graduate of Morehouse who is also a former pro athlete wow. turned I mean, a very powerful actor. Please show some love to this man, Isaac Keys, everybody. Show him some love. Man, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great. This energy out here the right now. The energy is crazy. It's the energy it's for the me energy, as well. It's the energy, right? Sure. It's a beautiful time to celebrate black unity. I mean, just That's being right. back uh, in New York. Well, actually, you know, I think this space is sort of new to the HBCU yeah, culture. It is. What do you think it means for a, a classic like this to actually come to New York? Because I've heard people say this is homecoming north for y'all. Yeah, I, I love it right, right now. I mean, and it feels like that because anytime you get the energy of a tailgate, right? like tailgate is that energy. That's right. what we come for. We come for the tailgate. And of course, I'm a football player, so I'm coming for the game. Right. But a lot of the, all the other people, they're coming for the bands, right. the energy and everything, which is okay. Yeah. So we put it all in one area and then we're having a great time right now. Now. Right. So yeah. you play football. You're from St. Louis. You played football at Morehouse College. All the way from the Midwest yeah. to come to the South. Uh -huh. Tell me about that process or how you even landed at Morehouse. Man, I tell you, my father showed me a pamphlet and it was a bunch of guys on the front of it. And yeah. he said, I want you to go to HBCU. I said, Dad. I said, are there women there? He said, no. I said, I'm not going there at first. <laughs> like, like, no, Dad, that's not college. He said, college is supposed to be the best time of your life. Right. But I actually transferred into Morehouse. I went to another school first. I chose another path and journey and realized that wasn't it. Right. And I circled back to Morehouse and I said, you know what is the best decision I ever made in my life. Right. I went down there. It wasn't just about all that. It was about the community. It was about the brotherhood. It was also about uplifting and just seeing other people doing well and striving to have more success in their life. Right. Because you don't want to be a product of your environment. Yeah. We all can come from different neighborhoods and things like that, but when you surround yourself with great people, then you're destined to do great things, and Morehouse provided that platform for me. And then you saw the women at Spelman, so it was an equal trade-off, right? You're like, oh, daddy, you ain't yeah. telling me about Spelman. I spent a lot of time on that gate. Oh, <laughs> a, lot of a lot of time at that gate, and then, of course, I can't forget about my Clark women, and, yes. then, and then also was the time where Morris, Morris Brown, Brown and they're was back thriving. Now. Yeah, I'm come so on, Moby. I'm so excited. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's amazing that yeah. Morris Brown is back. I'm so I'm happy. You talk about the HBCU experience and how it has helped mold you into the man that you are today. I'm sure you carry yeah. that with you, and we'll get into what you're doing now, but how has it molded you, that experience at, at yeah. Morehouse? Well, like I touched on earlier, it's like, you know, being around people that are destined for greatness, that are seeking greatness, yeah. to thrive to be better. That was the first part. But also to this day, 20 years later, I still have a community and family yeah. from professors, from 
former coaches who are now friends as well. And it's like we still lean on each other, not just for like, you know, jobs and for that part of entrepreneurship, but as support, yeah. a support group. If I'm going through something and I need to stay on my, my partner's couch, he's there for me. Yeah. You know, so it's like we, we built a bond. And you know, HBCU, we all know, it's adversity, like anything. Absolutely. But adversity brings you closer and makes you realize and build character to who you are. Yeah. So like I said, 20 years later, we see all these people out here right yes. now. It's all about the alumni. It's all about you know paying it forward and bringing the young people along and saying like, hey, when you want something special, yeah. uh, HBCU can provide that for you. Yes, absolutely. I mean, obviously, as a, as a graduate of Florida a University, and even when you're not, your school is not, there it is, okay. when your school is not participating in the actual football game, because you have come from an HBCU, you understand the culture. Yeah. You understand the vibe. You understand the people. You just insert yourself into whatever is going on, and yes. I think that's the beauty of it. When did you know, or... or once you know you were getting better at football and, and continuing to progress in your football career, your collegiate football career, when did you know that there was a possibility for you to be in the league? That's a great question. Um, I just wanted to play football in college initially. I yeah. walked on. Wow. I, just, I had a lot of friends that were going to D1 schools. I was played out of position coming out of high school, but I still had the dream to play football. Football to me was the game of life, and I feel like the longer I play it, it was going to help me learn to develop more skills for life set situations. Yeah. Um, so when I end up in Morehouse, Morehouse, you know, some people are like, oh, Morehouse, they got a football team? Right. And you say, they be like, for real? Like, yeah, 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 we got a football <laughs> right. team. You know what I mean? But so, <laughs> you know, being there, I saw an opportunity to build something and add. Yeah. And I, I think it's all about what you can leave and, and pay forward as well. When I came to the school, you know, I, I always give homage to my older brothers that paved the way for me to football. And, you know, so I came and I wanted to leave something for the younger brothers. And that's what we started to try to build was more of a legacy. Yeah. My senior year going into it, uh, my coach came to me. He's like, hey, I. He actually, it was Anthony Jones. He played in the league, won Super Bowl, Washington Redskins. He said, Ike, you can have the sum of the accolades if you could play on the next level. And I was like, for real? Like, you know, and I knew I was working for it, you know, but I didn't know it was going to be a dream, you know, right, something right. to come true. But when he told me that, I took heed to it. And that just took me to another level for my preparation for the game and also leadership for the team and the organization that we yeah. were playing for at HBCU at Morehouse College. So from that point on, I just thrived and I tried to bring along people with me because if I know it's a team game, so if I know my D tackle is, is working hard and doing yeah. good, he's going to open up ways for me to come off that edge to make those sacks. Right. Now my DB's getting interceptions. Now my safety's making hits. Now our team is, is, is thriving that's and we're winning. About. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like doing that part, and that's how I got noticed. And then from there, it was still the work had to continue because leaving HBCU, you still got to earn your credit because they're not going to give it to you. They don't give us the same love as someone in D1 school. Right. So you got to continue to prove yourself like anybody in any job, workforce, anything, we got to say, especially people of color. Yeah, My especially. dad always said, you got to do twice as better than the next person. Yeah. So I used that. Six years in the league. Uh, what yeah. was the greatest takeaway? And then you played in uh, the Canadian Football League, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the greatest takeaway? I mean, six years is a long time because, yeah. you know, the NFL stands for not for long. Right. Um, and for you to have six years, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good thing. Sure. Um, greatest takeaway. I've seen lots of interviews where you say, hey, I have nothing yeah. as far as financially, but let's talk about like what it did for you mentally having left the game. I think it, would, it would, the game taught me uh, perseverance. It taught me resiliency. Um, it taught me how to deal with a lot of rejection. Yeah, and I mean, man. a lot of rejection. And, you know, when you, I think we all can relate to when you put your best foot forward and you want something so bad, but you don't get it, how do you deal with it when you don't get it? Yeah. That's what it taught me. Yeah. Like, how do I bounce back? How do I keep going and keep going to the next step, not knowing what the next step is? And the other thing is like financial literacy. Who? 
we need to start learning financial literacy. If I ask you right now, who taught you financial literacy? You'd be like, uh, trial and error. Right. And over time, you know, really. So it's like learning financial literacy at a, at a, a young age. Because your parents aren't always able to, you know, to position you in that position. Yeah. So learning you know, the resiliency of life and how to keep going, which is very hard to do, but you have to. And if you want to be you know, successful in, this, in your own personal life, and just financial literacy and just to keep pushing, man. And then your support group. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that are doing better than you so you can be great as well. And then, every, and then understanding that everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. Yeah, I know course, along yeah. your journey, folks that started with you, some of those folks are not with you now. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I think right. that that's very important that you start to recognize those things. Yeah as you get older and as I, was, as I was listening to your interview I was getting my makeup done and the, and the, the makeup <laughs> artist was beautiful, like by the way. thank you yeah. um, the makeup artist was like why do I hear that same story about a lot of professional football players that they lose everything and don't have anything to show for it no. what happens in those scenarios like could you give us like I guess some of the obstacles or something that you guys may have been blind to along the I way think, I think I think one thing about it when you're a football player or athlete you also a risk taker uh-huh you're a go-getter, you're a risk-taker, and sometimes, but also you have this sensibility in your side of yourself that, of loyalty and trusting on certain people to do what they say they're going to do. Right. But we know in this world, people can say they're going to do something, but not necessarily do it. You know, so I think sometimes it's, it's that, like the trust and, and, and wanting to, to do something, want something greater and better, that sometimes will put you in a, a situation where it doesn't work out and you might have went too far in. Yeah. So what I also took from it is learning, doing my research, being patient, and also, you know, just kind of really, um, you know, just kind of really looking into the situation and seeing if this is best for me. Yeah. But, you know, it also provided growth. You know what I mean? That's because struggle. had you not gone through that, you wouldn't know the difference of like, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, like financial literacy, learning that. Yeah. Putting people in the right situation. So, I mean, it's, it's life. You know yeah. what I mean? Circle of life is growth. Okay. NFL is over. Canadian League is over. How did you stumble upon being an actor? <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do in my life. That's, right. what, that's, what, that's what it was. Acting became therapy. I didn't know, but I was surrounded by, I was around some other actors at the time. And being around them, I was like, wow, I, I kinda like this. And honestly, I liked it the limelight like that football provided in a sense. You get used to that. You get used to that, having that type of attention, that type of being in that type of arena. So from that point on, I was looking at that and I was around some other actors, I was like, wow. And I hate redundancy. Ah. Like a nine to five would be a disservice to me. Right. Like going to, I, yeah. So I was gonna go to teaching at, the, at one point in life because I know you know teachers who are very underrated, who deserve to get paid more money Absolutely. and get more credit My husband's for they a do. Teacher, so I get yeah. it. Yeah. So from that point on, it was just that you know acting. I saw something in it, and then they was like, oh, you know, take acting class. I got an acting class. Acting class pretty much probably saved my life because it was therapy. It allowed me to be able to release all of the bitterness and anger that I had going on from football and not receiving everything I felt that I should have got from football and from all the other things in my life yeah. became my therapy. And you were able to pour that into auditions and characters and that thing. Yeah. Not and then anything. watch how it opened up. When, when was yeah. that aha moment like, damn, like I'm really, really good at this because of my, <laughs> and that's, I just recently read Viola Davis's book and just listening to her life. Yeah. I understand, of course, with her amazing training and her natural gifts right. but the stuff that she's been through and that's she's able to channel in each of her characters and that's the thing that I, I that's what it's all about like it's about experiences your life experience to be able to substitute that into these characters and help find their truth yeah. through the words yeah and I've had a lot of life experiences which has been great but the thing about it is that I like people to understand the struggle I don't want you to think you just see me on power book four force right now and think oh he you know it. it is no I sucked as an actor 
Like when I first started, I went to my first audition. I was terrible. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Acting class couldn't prepare me for that. Right. You know, I'm looking down at the paper the whole time and not looking up and looking down at the paper and, and, and nervous. Like the nervousness, they don't talk to you about that. My legs shaking. I'm not using my real voice. Yeah. All these different things. So it was the process that got me better for it. I had to go through all those auditions where I was terrible in. Yeah, of course. In order to start to get better. And then start like anything, repetition over time. And then I realized that I got a role. I'm learning. I'm, you know, I'm on set. I remember the first time, even going back to football, I didn't know how to go in there and ask for new gloves. At Morehouse, I used the same gloves, the same cleat pretty much for the whole season. Oh, my God. So I go into the locker room. They're like, Keys, go in there and get some gloves. I'm like, uh, you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, man, I got thousands of gloves in there and cleats. You go oh in there and get God. some. I'm like, you didn't even know you could. All right. So when it came to acting, it was like, going to the audition room until you go in there multiple times, you don't even know how to go in there and audition. Right. You don't realize that's your space, that's your time, and you have to own it. You have to realize there's a confidence level that you have to go into where it was like, no, okay, well, I'm gonna run it. Because when you go in there 10 minutes, I'm sorry, like they don't believe you. We all know confidence is convincing. Yeah. So when you're confident about something, I can convince you that I'm the right person for this damn job. Yeah. And that's what it started to turn into. What was your, do you remember your first booking, the, fir the first one that said, oh man, this could be something. What, what, what role was that? It was uh, Jurassic World. Okay, okay. So Jurassic World, I played a control room security guard. Yep. And when I was on this humongous million dollar, multi-million dollar set, and I'm seeing all these actors doing work, I'm seeing Chris Pratt do a scene, and I'm security guard, hey, sir, sir, you see some ID, right. hey, sir, right, sir. Right, right, right. I'm realizing I'm watching him, but what it realizes is that when I'm watching him do his work, I'm like, I can do that. Yes. I can do that. Right. So now when I'm on set right now on power, when I see the, 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 our, our extras, our, our background actors, and they're in the, all of the barbershop, those things like that, I'm looking, I, I tell them. I said, if you don't look at me right now and say, I can do that role, then you shouldn't be here as an listen, actor. Listen, listen, I did the same thing. We were shooting season two of All the Queen's Men, and we had a club scene, and out. thank you. Congratulations, thank you. congratulations um, on that. And we were in a club scene, and the, all the ladies were my friends in, the, in yeah. my little area. And I talked to each and every one of them, I spoke to them. I was, I was like, this gonna be y'all. I did the same thing yeah. because that's what it's about, paying it forward. A lot of people don't do that. Right. Where, where do you get that that part of who you are? Where do you get that I, from? I think it's from being that, that teammanship. Yeah. The captain of the football team, going back to those things, like they wanted to bring people along with me in that way. And like you said, everybody can't go, but if they willing to put the work in, then I'm gonna help those that want to be helped. Yeah. So when I see people on set, it's like they talking, it's like, hey, Isaac, you know, how'd you do this and this? I let them know the struggle, but I also say, Right now, you're in a master class by being able to be on set. Man. You may, they may not treat background the best that they could probably be. You made right. a long hour sitting, waiting, all these different things, but you're in a master class. Yes. Because you're watching these actors do things. You're learning things you can't learn in acting class. Right. By being on set, learning all these different intangibles. And that was important. And I think paying that forward is like, it just gives me gratification. Honestly, personally, I feel good about paying it forward. And then later on, seeing somebody just kind of like, now he got a role. And they come up to me like, Isaac, I just booked us up. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what it's about. It's enough roles for everybody. It is. Yeah. And so much so much content is being created, especially right. by us. We are no longer waiting on people to green light us. Yeah. We're creating our own uh, uh, content. We're not creating a moment. We're creating a movement. From September through October, we're asking you to join in giving blood to help sickle cell patients. Just to stay alive, some need blood transfusions every month. And when that blood comes from the same ethnicity, there are fewer complications. So get your bestie, frat brother, sorority sister, bidwist partner, church family, co-worker, cuz, play sister, and join us from September 1st to October 31st. Go to joinbyblood.org and make an appointment now. Um, when you were on Get Shorty, you went from being a recurring. Oh, my attorney's here. What up, Donna Wooder? What up? That's my attorney. Thank you for all the great deals. I yeah, appreciate you. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Morehouse man, yeah, too. Yeah, man yeah, of Morehouse. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he is. We everywhere. So, <laughs> so when you go from being a, a recurring character to a series yeah. regular, what's that feeling like? Because, you know, I'm recurring right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that, I do have aspirations. Yeah, well, that, that, check, that check account that changes a little bit. That, that check a little different. The recurring check is nice, too. It's nice. But, but what a, that series regular you know what, like? It, it also is a series, a, a feeling of validation. Yeah. And it's like, like no, like, they see me. And, I, and, and this is my role. Like, even going from season one to season two, like, season one of Power, uh, I mean, of Force, um, I was still nervous before before they say action. I was still nervous. I still had the little leg shake a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I still yeah, had to yeah. find myself and, you know, making sure the lines and like that. But now going into season two, it's like I'm just in it. Right. Like the lines come. I'm not nervous. It's like I'm I'm Diamond Samson. You are Diamond. I'm Diamond Samson. So it's like at that point, it just becomes a more of a sense of just feeling like grounded. Yeah. I'm more grounded. And then, like you said, I mean, series regular is like, you know, more airtime, it's more of an arc to your storyline, your character, you know, so it's just a great feeling of validation of like, okay, I can do this, so now the next thing level, I can be the lead of yeah. a show. You know, I can lead that feature film, yes. those type of things. And it's yes. like this kind of, so yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, um, I read that you actually talked to people who were incarcerated to, to prepare and be really organic and authentic yeah. to the role of Diamond. What was that research process like for you? I mean, I had family members who were incarcerated. I also wanted to talk to people who were actually from Chicago who were incarcerated. So I could understand that. And one of the things I also did was, you know, did a ride along in Chicago. Being from St. Louis, the Midwest vibe is what it is. But I've been in L.A. on that right. West Coast oh, vibe. You, oh, you, oh, now so you had, in L.A. So I had to come back to Chicago right. so I could really feel Chicago. And I wanted to respect that city yeah. and respect the culture that comes along with Chicago and not just becoming out there just thinking I could just pull this character off. It's just, you know, Isaac coming in there and doing it. So it was important to me to make sure the dialect was, was good. But talking to people incarcerated to understand what their feeling was like when they first got out. If you've never been incarcerated, you, you don't know, know that. what that is. Yeah. You don't know. And a lot of times it was about the senses, how they smell things, how they hear things, how they, how they move, they oh, react wow. to certain things. You know, and some of the anxiety kind of goes along with it. You know, from being inside to coming outside. That's why in that scene was like, well, I, I touched the water. Yeah. He was like, well, why are you touching the water? You know, there's water in the water inside. He's like, yeah, but it's just different. It's different you water. You know, it's different. It's free water. It's being on the outside. You know, just hearing things. How you walking, you kind of looking around. Being around a lot of people can be, you know, can be a, a little bit, you know, be much yeah. for you. So, and you know, the, the gratification I got from that is when people who were incarcerated came up to me after they seen the first season and they was like, hey man, you did that. Wow. I was tapping my wife, telling her like, yeah, that's how, that's how I felt. That's how I felt when I came out, and, and see, I, see how he did that? That's what he's doing. That was so important to me to see that and feel that, that like, you know, I was like, man, you know what, I appreciate that, man. And yeah. that's, because that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Take me back to that moment, and we're gonna wrap up here shortly, because I know you're ready to party, I'm ready to party too. Um, take me back to that moment when your agent called you and said, <laughs> you got the gig. Yo, that's how I felt when I got all the Queens, I was like, you know, I did what? But, I wanna, I wanna know about that moment. <laughs> I said in the other video, I said there was, I cussed out every wall in my house because I gave a big old F yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I did the whole joke. I jumped up on the stage. I said, man, you gotta be kidding me, what? Right. Like, Hell yeah. And like, right. I'm yelling like I'm in my own apartment and I was so excited, but I still didn't believe it. It's like, I was like, but you know, it's like, you know, you want to seal it right there in front of you. Right. It's like, they tell you in December, you got it, but we don't shoot to February. So I'm like going through Christmas like, okay. Right. Guess what? <laughs> And I'm checking my email, make sure they ain't, they ain't tell me I don't have a role right, anymore. Right, right. Is the show still happening? Right. Going to talk to the showrunner like, hey, hey, I just checking in, see how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, so, it was, but as it came, and I remember the moment I missed it in the interview was that it was a scene where I'm with Joseph Sikora who plays Tommy, and he does his little eyebrow thing, and I almost dropped my line because it was like, 
I'm okay. in power. Right. Like, like, I thought everything from power right now. And I'm like, what I've been watching on TV for se seven years. You know, right. we used to rush home. Yes, I know. We used to DVR power. Right. And now I'm in the scene in the alley with this with with, with Tommy. With Buddy. I was like, boy, but, I said, man, God is good. Hey, man. Yeah. How is Joseph Shakur? I love him as an actor. He comes from the theater background. <laughs> yeah, yes? he does. Um, what's he, what's he like to work with? He's an amazing dude, man. Like yeah. you know, yeah. Like I'm glad to be able to say, you know, now that we have like a friendship, you know, what I mean, where we look after one another, and yes. it's like I lean on him a lot, especially in the first season, still to this day, just kind of you know wanting to bring value to the show. Like that's his baby. It is. You know what I mean? And for yes. him to get his own show spinoff, it's like I just want to bring value to it to be able to, you know, just you know, make this the best show we possibly can be. Yes. And he's just an amazing person where, you know, he really is in tune with his craft and his character and wanting the best for everybody around. Man. You know, so and, and that's a beautiful thing because that creates a chemistry on set where we just want to go play. Right. It ain't work. It's like, let's go. Do I get to go play today? Do that's I get to go to recess today? That's what I be telling that's what it's people, about, man. man. I want to yeah. go back to set. And that's shout out to my cast and crew, everybody. Like, man, we just we have a family right now. Yes. We're just trying to really just kind of continue to push it. So it's been it's been amazing, man. man. Great person. And my cast is great. And the crew is amazing. You know how it is. The crew, they work the long hours. They work the long yeah, hours. Yeah, so I get them shots all that time. Look, from the PAs to, to the DPs, yeah, I everybody. show love to everybody because right. you never know that PA could be an EP one day, exactly. and a director, and you never know. Like that, that, my mama taught me that. You treat yeah. everybody the same. That's for sure. From the janitor to the person in the C-suite, because that's how you continue to flourish in your career. But just for being real. a kind person, and that's what the in that's general. what the universe likes to see. And, and anybody that you know is an actor, like when you people want to know if you're. They ask the question like, well, okay, Rashawn, well, how is she to work with? Absolutely. They ask that. It's one of the first thing they ask. And you're like, Absolutely. oh, she's amazing. It already puts you a step. But they're like, ah, common asshole. You know, yeah, like yeah. diva, da da da. That shit follows you for the next job. And people just want to work with things that are easy. You yep. want to work with people that are you know, easy to work with. Listen, I know there are people that run circles around me talent-wise, but you can't out-nice me, out-kind me, and out-be me. Right. And be authentic and about be it. be authentic about yeah, it. Yeah, it ain't that Man, fake shit. listen, I have gotten more doors open to me because of my heart than my talent. Right. Absolutely. But the talent does weigh a lot, though. There you go. Come on. I will Let say match. that. I will say that. So what go. is next for you, sir? I mean, I know Power Force obviously is, is, is yeah. what you're doing, but... What's next for you? Do you have a long goal of what it is that Isaac Keys wants to be remembered for? Yeah. Or do you kind of flow like I do? Of course. Well, I mean, his flow is involved too, but I mean, of course, I, I want feature films. Like, in my haters, I want feature films. I'm looking for action roles, military roles, Ooh. love interest, Marvel, you hear me? Yeah. Yes. We come and talk I, to me, you know, I that definitely. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And people say they see it, so I just say from your mouth to God's ears, you know, and I'm just want to be, you know, continue to prepare myself to be ready for when those doors and opportunities open. Yeah. Up. But that's what I'm excited about. But other than that, also like giving back, you know what I mean? Giving back to the community, sharing my knowledge and sharing inspiration to other people. That's what I think is most about, you know, most importantly in that circle, especially in the time we are in this world right now, when more of the values kind of start to drift away. It's like yeah. it's important to kind of give back and just kind of be, like you said, kind, but share that. You know what yeah. I mean? Let people see it. These interviews, let people hear the stories and, and understand, like, well, dang, I can relate to that. And then hopefully they can go out there and share that with somebody else That's and be better. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's fantastic, man. We'll continue success on everything. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm happy that we're able to share this space together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one day they might need a chocolate girl yeah. down to the power book. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah. I, I did audition one time. I ain't get go. it. You know. I ain't get it. But that wasn't for me. Hey, wait, all right. Well, you know, when I, the time is right, the answers will come. Exactly. I'm not gonna put you in the box, but Diamond loves some good love. Oh, I, you know I, I, I'm just, I, I think this will be all right. 
<laughs> so I mean, but you know, whatever comes about. Whatever comes about. Yeah, yeah. Whatever but there they, we my, go. my agents give me good auditions, so I'm good. There we but, go. But uh, I'm grateful for you. I'm, I'm happy you. that you come back and to support your your school, because a lot of a lot of folks forget about where they come from. Sure. But I'm glad you and I are not one of those people. Not at all. And same right. to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. that. Y'all gather Thank around one more time and give it up for my man Isaac Keys. Yes. And thank you so much. The Cool Source Show presented by Cricket Wireless. HBCU's been cool. Make sure y'all yes. get y'all new t-shirts on CoolStore.com. This my line. This my line. All right. Y'all take care.